0: Thank you for joining us at Christchurch Dunstable. Now on with our daily devotions. Well, Friends, good morning and welcome to our daily devotion. Today we're concluding our look at Psalm 40. If you haven't caught the previous two daily devotions, I'd encourage you to listen to them first. On Tuesday, Ross showed us how the psalmist David waited upon the Lord. Then Steve showed us yesterday that as David waited upon the Lord, he knew the Lord rescuing him, such that, verse 9 of the psalm, he was left declaring the saving power of God. And so, in the remaining verses, there's presumably going to be more of the same, plain sailing, joyful praise of God. Actually, as we come to today's verses, things take perhaps an unexpected turn. The song is back in a minor key. We'll see what happens, but before we do, Let's pray together. Our Father, we praise you for your mercy and your love and your faithfulness, which are declared in this psalm. We pray, please, that you would speak to us this day, that we may know you better and delight in you more. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let me read for us Psalm 40 and verses 11 to 17. Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. For troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head and my heart fails within me. Be pleased to save me, Lord. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. May all who want to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace may those who say to me aha aha be appalled at their own shame but may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you may those who long for your saving help always say the lord is great but as for me i am poor and needy may the lord think of me you are my help and my deliverer you are my god do not delay there are four things I'd like us to notice from David's experience and his prayer life as we consider these closing verses of the psalm distress, deliverance, downfall, and delight. Firstly, then, distress. Distress, as I say, things go from the major key of verses 9 and 10, where David is joyfully proclaiming the Lord's salvation, to the minor key of a return to struggles in verse 12. We're not told whether these are new challenges. Or if David is simply revisiting the troubles he's described earlier in the psalm. But the language is pretty vivid, isn't it? Verse 12, this isn't just a few things on his mind. Here are troubles without number. They're more than the hairs of his head. David is consumed. And the cause of it is his rebellion against God. His sins have overtaken him. He can't see or think straight. There's that sense in which what he's facing has utterly flawed him. End of verse 12. His heart fails within him. There's distress. So how does David respond? Well, that leads us on to our second D. David cries out for deliverance. Deliverance. Twice David pleads for God to rescue him. So verse 13. Be pleased to save me, Lord. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. And it's a similar cry in verse 17. You are my help and my deliverer. You are my God, do not delay. There's a real sense of desperation and urgency here. And so David calls on his Lord to deliver him. And between these cries for deliverance in verses 13 and 17, the filling of the sandwich, if you like, gives us two further prayers. David prays for downfall and delight. So thirdly then, downfall. He prays for the downfall of his enemies. Verse 14, he wants to see them put to shame and confusion. He wants to see them disgraced for their actions towards him. He wants their wrongs to be made right, for justice to be done. He can't bear to see them get away with it. And yet, above all, David prays for another D. Fourthly, he prays for delight. David prays that God's people would delight in the Lord and his rescue. Did you notice that? Verse 16. May all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say the Lord is great. David prays ultimately for God's glory, for people to know him and to delight in him and celebrate his greatness. Distress, followed by prayer for deliverance and prayer for his enemy's downfall and God's people's delight. So what can we take from these verses into today? Well, let's just think through those four D's in Christ Jesus. Remember, David wrote and sung this psalm as God's anointed king. So to fully understand it, we must read it and can only sing it as we look to God's true anointed king, our Lord Jesus. He's the one who knew distress. The distress of troubles without number surrounding him as he went to the cross. There, sins more numerous than the hairs of his head overtook him. Not his own sins, but our sin imputed to him. What is it we're told in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21? God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Won't you praise God that through the distress Jesus knew, in dying under the judgment and wrath of God in our place, we can know forgiveness and life in him. Then the the next two Ds, deliverance for God's people, the downfall of their enemies. Of course, our Lord Jesus has no need to pray this psalm now, for he has been delivered from death to life from the grave to the heavenlies, where he's now reigning at God's right hand. He's the one who has ensured the downfall of the enemies of sin and death and the devil. And through faith in him, we share in his victory. In Christ, we have been delivered from death to life. In Christ, we will know every enemy of God, everyone who remains opposed to God, finally put under God's feet forever. Meantime, prayers for Deliverance and downfall are good prayers to pray with and for our persecuted brothers and sisters around the world. One writer says in commenting on verses 13 and 17, those who persecute God's church persecute God himself. There is therefore a real sense in which the Lord leads his persecuted church in the plea of verses 13 and 17. So let's cast our mind around to those parts of the world where we know the Church of Christ to be bitterly persecuted. Let's pray for these brothers and sisters thoughtfully as we pray verses 13 and 17 of our psalm. Confident that in the eternal scheme of things, if not now, they will know deliverance and their persecutors will be put to shame and confusion and ultimately this psalm invites us to pray in line with its climax there in verse 16 that we'd be delighted in the lord won't you pray that we'd rejoice in the the god and father of jesus and celebrate his greatness as we see it in the resurrection and ascension of king jesus you know we'll always be inclined to pray for our own comfort To that end, we very often pray for a change in our circumstances so that we arrive in that place where we are happy. Doesn't this psalm challenge our perspective? So before seeking and praying for our own comfort, may we look to him and may we say with Jesus, your will be done, Lord. May you be glorified through me. And even today, Let's joyfully declare, end of verse 16, that our Lord is great indeed. Let's pray together. Our Father, how we thank you that our Lord Jesus took upon himself sins more numerous than the hairs of our head and faced the wrath of God in our place that we might be delivered from death and brought to life in him. Father, we pray for our brothers and sisters around the world who are are persecuted this day. Would they fix their hearts on the hope that is found in Christ? And we ask that for each of us as we look to our Lord Jesus, your will will be done in our lives. We ask that your glory would be our priority. May we rejoice in Jesus and say in him, the Lord is great. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you have a great day today, and do join us again for our daily devotion tomorrow. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to our Christchurch Dunstable podcast. Tune in every weekday to listen to our daily devotions, and why not visit our website, ccd.church, to find more resources. Christchurch Dunstable, bringing the hope of Christ from the heart of Dunstable.